Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And hello there. It's Ayers on the Road again. These days and weeks are flying by. We're into the midst of summer. And we're separated, Linda, and I'm so upset by it that I'm going to get in the car the minute we're done with this show, and I'm going to drive right to you. So don't pine away in the meantime by missing me too much. You know, this has been a crazy few days. Some days just go like this, um, right, Richard? We were here together I think a couple of days ago. But um, we had a crazy thing with our water. We're up on a hill here at Bear Lake, and the water went out, and there was rivers running down the road. And then Richard dropped a 100-pound manhole cover on his ankle, and then he had to recover quickly because he had to play a tennis tournament last night. So, honestly, it was just one crazy thing after the other. So that's kind of in the category of more than you really needed to know. But <laughs> we did have, what's the name of that one book, Linda? The Really Bad, Terrible, Awful Day or something? Um, the No Good, Very Bad, Horrible, Terrible Day. Something like that. Gosh. Anyway, it was terrible. I hope boy, we all had, I mean, I hope you haven't all had days like that, but we have. But we're, we're going to be talking today about the top 10 parenting tip number four. It's a really interesting, good one. We call it the family mission statement or the family vision statement. But just to orient you listeners again, we're progressing our way through these top 10 parenting tips. And they are, they're basically the product of 30 years of traveling around, speaking to parents all over the world and sort of keeping our eyes out for best practices, things that really seem to work in any family irrespective of where those people live, irrespective of what the economics or the politics or the number of children or anything else. These are just 10 tips that we really feel work. Now, we're not necessarily doing one every week and we're not even doing them in order. I think so far, if you were to go back as a listener and look on byuradio.com, you'd find that we've done number one, number two, and number three. And I think you'd find we did number seven and number eight. So we've done we've done five of the top ten, and today we're doing number four, which will be the sixth one we've done. And if any of the earlier ones interest you and you didn't hear them, all you have to do is click on BYU Radio and then look at our menu on our show and find the ones that you want to listen to that you haven't listened to yet and listen to them right on your computer or follow us on a podcast. It's interesting, Linda, I'm talking to more and more people who maybe when the show runs is not convenient for them and any podcast app, and heaven knows there's a lot of them, all you got to do is type in Ayers on the Road and it'll subscribe you and your phone will remind you when there's a new one and you can listen to Ayers on the Road at your leisure. What could be better than that, honey? Oh, man, I can't imagine what would be better. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> us. <laughs> anyway, this is going to be um, a fun thing to talk about. I love family um, vision statements. We, we've called it a mission statement our whole life, but yeah, vision is an even better word. I mean, we're, we have a vision of what we want to be as a family, 
And I have to admit that I had never thought about that until we were having dinner one night with uh, Stephen and Sandra Covey. Many of you would know them, um, who are dear friends and also Stephen have nine Covey, children. By the way, Stephen Covey, who we miss so much since his death only a couple of years ago, we miss him. He was kind of our mentor ever since... Ever since we were engaged, Linda, he became our man. One of the, I think one of the reasons you finally agreed to marry me were some advice sessions we had with Stephen Covey at BYU. And I'm, I'm going to always thank him for helping me to cross the great divide of getting Linda Jacobson to say yes to my proposal of marriage. <laughs> Well, it was a hard decision, but I must admit I am glad I did. <laughs> um, it really is interesting, though, that we were far down the road with our children. We had teenagers by the time we thought about doing a family mission statement. And it really was uh, kind of eye-opening to us. We were having dinner with uh, with Stephen and Sandra one night, and and they said, so what's your family mission statement? And we kind of looked at each other. And said, uh, well, um, actually, we don't have one. We just had to be honest. He said, you don't have one? Are you kidding me? Get on it. Get a, get away for a weekend and and, ta- and take your kids and tell them you're going to decide what, who you are as a family. And we're going to have a vision together of where we want to go and where we want to be. And just go to a fun place. Rent a hotel on the uh, weekend when it's cheaper and and get them all together and get them excited about it. And it was pretty it was pretty amazing. We did it and we had so much fun. We really did. I mean, you know, I still remember that night when Stephen challenged us and said, "What is your family mission statement?" And I I thought of it as as a business term, frankly, and I said, "Well, Stephen, I've got a I've got a really really good vision statement or mission statement for for our company would you like to see it and he said everyone's got a vision statement for their company they're a dime a dozen it's like the most fatty thing it's the most popular thing but it doesn't matter near as much as having a mission statement for your family he said look the reason you do a vision statement or a mission statement in your company is to get everybody on board, to get them all on the same page, to to give your employees the feeling that they have ownership in, in the company and that they have influence and they have input as to what kind of a company it's going to be and how it's going to do things. Well, what could be more important than having your kids feel, gee, I'm part of something that has goals, it has a vision of where it's going. I have participated as a child in helping decide what we want our family to be and how we want it to serve each of us and how we want to relate to each other. And so he said, "All you, you do the same process as you would in a company. You sit down together in a relaxed setting and you say, okay, let's just start writing down words that we think should describe our family. What are the words that, that describe the way we want our family to be. Think about it. Brainstorm about it. What are the problems we're having as a family? How can we correct them? And, and don't, don't worry about trying to finish it in one setting. On the contrary, the longer the process takes, the better. He said you could work on it every, every Monday in family home evening for the next several weeks. 
just sort of molding it, molding it. And then when you finally get to where everyone feels they've had an input, everyone feels listened to, everyone feels part of the process, then you try to write it up into a paragraph or a couple of paragraphs. And frankly, Linda, that's where we kind of hit the uh, the skids a little because <laughs> remember the first one we wrote up, I think it was three pages long. Well, yes, I, we had such a nice... Um a nice weekend that weekend. Uh, I have to say that we didn't uh, spend the whole weekend talking about the <laughs> vision statement. You know, we just started for an hour and just taught it, talked and chat, and then sent them off to do something fun and think about it. And then, you know, the next the next little session, just a little short session, sometimes only a half an hour, they added their favorite words and things that they thought was important and so on. And we did come up with a pretty long document. But um, the good thing That's about it. it was that we thought through it. We thought, what, you know, what are we? Who are we? What do we want to be? What are our best words that describe our family? And it was just a good exercise. And then um, we, three months later, we had a little family meeting, said, now, what was our family mission statement? And they looked a little bit dumbfounded and said, well, I remember my words. Basically, basically we want to be a good family. And I thought, oh, shoot, um, maybe we better, you know, cut this down, cut this down. So we tried again a little bit, it just in a family meeting, and we cut it down to one paragraph. And then uh, three months later, okay, kids, so what's our family mission? You know, they still couldn't. It was too long. And besides that, we decided our kids were not as smart as we thought they were. So we had to come up with just like, Three words, a mantra, just something that they could remember that we were about as a family. And I think the process was good, don't you, honey? I mean, it was a good process, but um, well, winnowing it down was the best. Well, that that is always the best process in a business or any other organization when you're forming a, 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 a mission statement. And again, what's the end product? You're going to want something that's terse and small and that can hang on the wall and can be framed and, and that reminds everyone of the fact that they participated in setting up this vision statement or this mission statement. Now, you know, if, if you've done the process right, even though, uh, and we're going to tell you a little more about what ours ended up being, but if you've gone through this process and you never hurry it, you, you work on it until everyone feels involved, then when anyone in your family, or if it's a business, anyone in the company sees that framed little mantra or mantra or a vision statement on your wall, they don't just think of the words they see there the way a stranger would. They think of the process of what that really means, what each word means. For example, I remember Stephen Covey telling us that his, uh, he really liked his brother John's mission statement which had been boiled down to um, just a few words, three words, no empty chairs. And what that meant to the Covey family was everyone's included, no one's left out, no one is failing, no one feels isolated, no one's alone. But it meant much more than that because they'd spent months thinking about what their family would be and how to boil it down to just a very few words. It was really interesting for us because once we got those three words, um, and it, it encapsulated the things that we'd all talked about. So the kids felt like they had 
ownership of it. And I think I'm just going to go ahead and tell our audience, if you don't mind, honey, what what they were. Um, and this won't mean anything to you, but it meant a lot to us after this process. And the words were broaden and contribute. And that just meant to uh, learn as much as we could, get a good education, learn about the world and everything in it and what the needs were and so on. But then it's our job to give back. And that was the important part. As far as we have been given so much, we have got to give back. And that went way farther than we had any idea on that day. Well, that's true. And if you were just to walk in and see, and by the way, this is making a long story short, we'll elaborate more after the break. But if you were to walk in our house and see this beautiful uh, gold leaf calligraphy framed thing that said broaden and contribute, you might say, oh, those are nice words, but you wouldn't uh, have any clue of what we think of when we look at that document or what any of our kids do. And they could each, each of our kids could tell the story of how that has influenced their lives. But they would look at it and think, ah, they'd think of the hours we spent talking about what real education is and how the family is in charge of education more than the schools and how we can really be educated. And, and our little sub-motto for a while that said, uh, never let never let school get in the way of your education, and so on and so on and so on. They'd think of all those things and how that finally boiled down to the goal of, as a family, helping ourselves to broaden by reading, by travel, by education, and so on. You'd think of all those things because we discussed them for so long. But then then you'd also think, Linda, of what you said, that it's not an end in itself. And education and understanding the world and so on is a, is a vehicle through which you contribute and that all life needs to boil down to contributing. So let's take a brief break, Linda, and when we come back, uh, let's go a little further on this uh, top 10 parenting tip number four, creating a lasting, and I mean lifetime, uh, document, which is your family mission statement. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Iyer. And we're back. We're talking today about creating your own family mission statement or vision statement and we've been talking about doing something with kids that are a little bit older in the first half because we had teenagers by the time we thought of it um some of you have little kids and it's not too soon to start it's so great i mean you can add to it as you go on and then shrink it down as they get older or however you want to do it but it really is important to make your children know that they're part of something bigger than themselves. They're a part of a really important project, which is your family. And you know, Linda, we've worked, uh, we've worked with, I don't even want to, I don't want to exaggerate, but thousands, we have worked with thousands of families and, and tried to help them create, I'm not talking about one in one, but in speeches and groups and so on. How do you set up a a family vision statement, and we've had some of them report back to us. Some of the ones that families create with little children, preschoolers and early elementary school children, are really funny. What was that one that we 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 kept a hold of it for a long time? It was something like uh, 
be good to each other and eat a lot of ice cream or something? Well, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, little kids, would, and that's yeah, okay like because that. they had an input in it, and it'll evolve. This is a living document, especially if you start creating a, a family mission statement with small children. You'll want to revisit it every year. We we ran into one family the other day that said every January, at the start of every new year, they pull out their mission statement and they say we're a, we're a year older now. What do we think we should add? How should we change this? This is the motto of our family. How, how should we update it so it becomes a living document that grows and evolves? And then at some point, as with our case, Linda, it's sort of boiled down. To, but even then, if you think about it, even ours, we had this broaden and contribute. We talked about it so much. Kids would use it against us. I mean, <laughs> I still remember 16-year-old Eli coming in one day and saying, hey, Dad, can I borrow the car this weekend? Some friends and I want to drive down to California. And I'm like, what? What would even make you think that there's a possibility I'd lend you the car to go with your friends to California? And he pointed at the family mission statement on the wall and said, Dad, it would be a very broadening experience trying to use the vision statement to convince me of something. So it'll it'll at some point solidify. But even in that case, Linda, what happened is that, you know, we had a couple of special experiences with the power of love and and, and, and at one of our family meetings, when all the kids were grown, uh, the idea came up, we got to add a PS, we got to add a, a little other addition to the family mission statement. And it's simply love more, love more, yeah. not more love, but love more, making love a verb. And, and we, you know, there's another big, long story behind that. So my point is, these, vi these vision statements gradually get to be a kind of a permanent institutionalized thing, but they can always be added to, talked about, modified, improved on, and emphasized. I really think that Love More has been even more meaningful as our kids have gotten older and have their own children, because now they, one of our daughters has it engraven over her door and our calligraphy and put over her front door as the kids leave for school so that is in their minds just love more when people are not nice or things uh people are annoying or whatever just love more look past what's happening um in a difficult situation and think you know how can i love this person better why would they be thinking this why would they be doing this and you know what that even works with um a husband and wife relationship don't you agree honey Oh, absolutely. It works with everything. I, I was with one of our daughters the other day. It was a beautiful early summer morning, and she just looked at me and looked up at the mountains and said, Dad, we've got to love more. We've got to love nature more. Look at that. Look at that mountain, you know. And so love more for us became this wonderful addition, which means so many things. But again, I want to reemphasize You'd never, ever want to pick some other family's vision statement and say, oh, I really like that. Let's just adopt it for our family because it would miss the whole point that it's the process of meeting and talking and thinking that develops these mission statements, which every person, every kid has had an input into. So it fleshes it in. It makes it mean something to everyone. And again, 
you know, don't be discouraged if you sit down with your kids and say, hey, kids, we're going to form a family mission statement. What do you think it ought to say? What, what do we want our family to be? And it kind of falls flat. Kids are not prepared for that. They don't know what you're talking about. Start with something simple. Let's put down this list of words that describe the way we want our family to be. Let's ask ourselves, what do we want our family to look like in 10 years? Let's ask ourselves, what would we not have that we would miss if we didn't have a family? I mean, think of all kind of creative ways to do it and just say to the kids, we're going to keep thinking about this. And at some point, we're going to be ready to actually put it into a family mission statement. Get excited about it, but then let the process take a little time and unfold slowly. And when you're done, you won't have something that you heard about in a book or that you heard on ours on the road and it was just something you went out and did in a hurry. You'll have something that has evolved in your family that's totally unique to your family and your situation. And it'll mean a lot to you over the years. It's time well spent. It's like investing in something that's going to have a great return over the years. Let me just add one more thing that we did on that first day that I almost forgot about during one of our little sessions. We challenged the kids to go off on their own and come up with their own personal mission statement. And we asked them to write down words that they thought described them and where they thought they might be in a few years from now, or even as an adult, who they wanted to be, what they wanted to be like. It was so fascinating. Of course, little kids can't do this, you know, but the ones over eight can. And we had an 11-year-old son whose name was Talmadge, who went off and created this, this delightful statement for himself, for his own life. It was only three sentences long, but it had words in it that were so cool. And honestly, I forgot about it. I packed up those words and those, um, those mission statements for themselves and put them in a drawer. And was, when we were moving, like 15 years later, I got that out and I was blown over because this kid was an exact personification of what he'd written. Just the process of thinking, what do I want to be? Who really am I? Um, what do I want for my life? And so on. I mean, it's sounding more grody and grandiose than it really is, but, but it really does. It's shocking to think what kids can do when they have in their minds where they want to go and what they want to be and who they, what they're going to do. It really is a fun process for them. That's just a little add-on. No, I'm glad you said that, Linda, because, um, I mean, one of the byproducts of going through this, this process, again, I emphasize the word process, of setting up and creating a family vision statement is the kids learn what they learn about a, a, a kind of a really cool type of thinking, a, a really cool type of goal setting where they're setting up sort of a vision of what they want to become. And the reason we did that on that first weekend, because again, and I, I do think even though you want to work on this in family home evenings or meetings and so on and let the process evolve, it's nice to have a real kickoff for it. And that's what Stephen Covey told us. That, that was his advice that day is find a, a place that's reasonable on weekends, get away from home 
where everything's familiar and there's too much to do and, and things are distracting you and, and, you know, get it, get it someplace where you can go swimming or you can play ping pong or you can do other stuff to relax, but you can keep reconvening and working on sort of your first draft of a vision statement. And I, I remember what you said after we'd been working on it a couple of days, it was the second day, Linda. And we felt like, I think you're the one that initiated this. You felt like the kids understood what a vision statement or a mission statement was well enough that you could say, hey, let's take a break, go go off, go on a walk, each of you take some paper and a pencil, and just think about your own personal mission statement. What would it be? Some of them, to be honest, didn't come up with very much, but others, like Tal, came up with something pretty amazing. And I think it planted the seed in all of them, which would be kind of a guide or a touchstone, a motto, if you will, for the rest of their lives. That was really a fascinating experience thinking back on it. But it's interesting to see how that's woven its way through the fingers of our family. And um, that kids, they really did swallow it whole. I mean, they they do remember. And the things that they did uh, as a result of that, as far as contribution, just blew us away. We, I mean, there were things like one of our daughters decided to go to India and work in an orphanage, and then she went out on the street and found old ladies who were homeless and brought them in to help with the kids. And, uh, you know, this stuff like, what? We had no idea that's what we meant. But it, but it, was, it was just one summer, but it was a magnificent experience. And then we have another son who is teaching the third grade, and he's making a difference every day in these kids' lives. He's really contributing and um, and broadening as well, and broadening their lives. And because I mean, I don't know that he went to that thinking, well, I've got to do this because I want to broaden and contribute. But somehow it's buried in there. Somehow they realize that, yep, this is really what I'm here for. This is what I want to do. And it really is it's so powerful. Yeah, it really is. And, and, and that's the whole point is that uh, if it starts to influence their thinking on everything from career choice to, in this case, Sadie uh, organizing this humanitarian thing and uh, when she was a little older in India, you want that family vision statement to influence who your kids are and you want it to, to, to influence uh, keeping the family together it's something it's a glue it's something that holds you together it's something you have in common and i want to just end the show today with something a little more current or very current i'm i've been so concerned and so is linda about the separating of families at the border we've just followed it with such interest and we we have such grave concerns about those children But I do want to say, and we wrote a newspaper article on this this week, that there is one silver lining. This is a thing that is uniting our country. It's interesting to me, we're we're in such a divided, polarized, political country, disagreeing on everything. But it's so interesting. You can watch Fox News or MSNBC, and people are saying the same things about this border problem. And, And it's a simple thing. It's a moral thing. What I think is interesting is how sometimes an issue on a moral level transcends the divisiveness of the politics. So you've got conservatives and liberals and Trump supporters and anti-Trump people all basically saying separating families is wrong. Taking children away from their parents is wrong. 
it's not about whether it's a political policy or whether it's wise immigration strategy. None of that matters it is wrong. And, and I just want to end with that, that I love how our country comes together on issues that are moral. And if, if that's wrong, then the other side of the coin is anything we can do to unite and strengthen families is right. May we all do it in our own families. And goodbye. We'll see you next week on Ayers on the Road.